0: Back to now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv. I'm Alex Smythe, in for Dave. The Marvels dropped on Disney Plus this month. It is a sequel to the 2019 film Captain Marvel. It is also a continuation of the television miniseries Miss Marvel. And it also happens to be the 33rd film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mm-hmm. That is a lot of movies. Have audiences reached genre fatigue though Michael McNeely has some thoughts but before I welcome him in let's take a a look at the clip from the trailer Captain
1: Marvel the annihilator
0: Carol Danvers flies to a city you
1: took everything from me And now I'm returning the favor.
0: Her opponent puts on a bracer and hits it with a staff. Energy beams out. At home, Kamala Khan eyes her glowing wrist. In space, Monica Rambeau investigates an energy barrier. Light bursts from their wrists, sending them all tumbling.
1: What is happening
0: to me? The Marvels meet with Nick Fury in New York City.
1: She's entangled our light-based powers, so we switch places whenever we use them. Strong theory. You can absorb light... I can see it. And Kamala. Who's Kamala? Hi. She can turn light into physical matter, which I have never heard of. I could totally show you.
0: Kamala vanishes. Carol hits a table. That was a clip from the trailer of The Marvels. Entertainment critic Michael McNeely has some thoughts to share. He is in studio alongside his intervener, Jillian. Hello, Michael. How are you doing today? How are you doing? It's a marvel to be here. It is a marvel to be here. Now, Within the intro, I literally just had, I name-dropped Marvel or Marvels four times. That's kind of an indicator that there's a lot happening, and it can be a bit confusing. What were you able to gather from this movie?
1: Oh, my goodness, rash my I had a little laugh when you said that this was the 33rd movie, because can you imagine if Rocky made it to 33 times, or- If Die Hard made it to Die Hard 33, I think we would all be losing our collective minds. But alas, here we are with this film. And so, my understanding—and you can correct me if I wrong, is um, there's three women. There's Kamala Khan. There's Monica Ramboo. And there's Carol Danvers, who is Captain Marvel. Um, They don't know each other yet, except Monica and Carol. but what happens is that Kamala has a bangle, and apparently, you know, um, there's a jump point. There's lots of jump points. And whenever there was a jump point, the energy caused the bangle to erupt or something to that effect. And they switch places just because of this energy field. And then there's a bad woman who wants the bangle and energy field. and. The reason why I'm doing this on purpose is to show you how convoluted this plot. has gotten.
0: And the thing is, you have not been following the the Marvel Cinematic Universe uh, uh, throughout its uh, kind of development and release uh, over the 33 movies. I've been a bit more kind of up-to-date. I've seen all or almost all of the movies and some of the TV series, but you had to go and do some research and kind of get up to speed with what has happened. Did the research help, or did it make things more confusing for you?
1: Well, it's interesting, because these are characters that a lot of people don't know about. They don't have the same currency as Spider-Man, for example. Um, Captain Marvel was starting to be more popular ever since Brie Larson took the war, and then people started understanding the history behind that. Um, Ms. Marvel is a delight, played, played by a wonderful actor. And highlighting Pakistani heritage, and so that was a long time needing to come. Um, And Monica Wambu was very good in one division. But it's just a matter of watching all these other properties in order to understand what's happening here. And the fact that there's three different characters with their own three different, you know, legacies behind them, it just gets a little bit hard because at least with the Avengers, people knew who the Incredible Hulk was, they knew who Spider-Man was, they knew Tony Stark. Um, but with these, this kind of mini-aventures reunion, if you will, I think not a lot of people knew about these characters, and that's part of the reason why it's so important to get to know them, but also challenging to understand where they're coming from.
0: Now, in watching this film, you had some ideas about how— the MCU could make their content more accessible. What what came to mind for you? What would you recommend?
1: I just want to say that I remember the actor who plays Ms. Marvel is a non villainy and the actor who played Monica Rambeau is Tiona Pierce. Um, I think for—to uh, make it more accessible, I think it would help if everyone was on the same page without necessarily using one time from the movie, because I think you need one time from the movie to— start to establish new things. So what I noticed in this film, the marvels is that there's a lot of info dumps, and so a lot of exposition. Sometimes that exposition may not be accessible to people who want to already have the information before they start the film. So what I'm thinking about is maybe an accessible hotline that you could get the information you need, just like we used to get answers from video games back in the nineties, or just a strategy guide that will help us get up to speed, I think the the longer that this goes on, the more I'll be asking you, oh, have you seen the 20th film? Have you seen the 25th film? Have you seen that TV show? And I think, you know, it's hard to have a conversation with other people without assuming at least that they have seen something that you have seen. But then, if they haven't, then the conversation's not going to be successful in the first place.
0: Yeah, and so— as, as I mentioned, you know, this is the 33rd film in this cinematic universe this franchise of Marvel Comics. You have kind of not really been exposed to a lot of it. I have seen almost or or uh, all of the movies, most of the the TV shows. I really kind of got into it. I'm I'm starting to to fade a bit, but like what do you think when it comes to 33 films? Is that is it to the point where it's, the, the fans just keep wanting more and more, or is genre fatigue starting to set in here?
1: Well, I mean, I've I've felt the fatigue ever since the fifth one. But um, the trouble is, with the Marvel Cinematic Universe, you have so many characters, and you want to tell stories about those characters, like Captain Marvel, go for it. But the problem is, if it's Dab, this thing that they all have to buy into, So if you don't buy into that, then your movie is standalone. And people are like, oh, whatever, that's not that important. So you have these mess of webs, I guess, if you want to talk about Spider-Man, you have all these interconnected things. I think, you know, it would have been nice to just start from scratch, start from, I can still use the same characters, but don't have them in some sort of MCU. But I think at this point, it's sort of, it's time, and so I feel like we've, we've, you know, saturated the market. But as long as people keep going, going to keep making these movies,
0: well, and it's also uh, something as well is that the it seems like the 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 box office returns is also starting to kind of wane and dip. The reviews are starting to wane and dip, and there, there's a lot of different factors to that, obviously. But you know, from where Endgame and and, and Infinity War and those those big temples at the end of that very First long cycle has uh, went to now. It kind of showing like maybe there is a trend that the the fatigue is setting in. So, but let's let's look a bit on on the positive sides. Like you feel there's still some sort of positives to this. Like what what do you appreciate about the the Marvel productions overall?
1: I appreciate that with the um, Miss Marvel the TV show we got probably the first time in superhero history. My boy was rescued from a mosque by Ms. Marvel, so we got the word "mask" in there. That cannot be overstated, because we have no Muslim representation at all up to this point. Um, so if we start talking about superheroes and we start saying they are diverse aspects, I'm all for it, enough to see more superheroes with disabilities as anybody within this station. And we're not just talking daredevil. We do love a daredevil, but mean like more. Um so I think with something like the Marvels. It's three women coming together. And you know what, spoiler alert, they're not killed. Um and that's something that's especially after Scarlett Johansson's character was killed. People were wondering what what does it mean to be a woman in the MCU? Doesn't mean you just get to do this great big sacrifice because nobody can really write a compelling character like? So This is good. It's it's a little bit too late sometimes because the first wave of the MCU was mostly men, mostly white men. And Gwyneth Potter, who had no idea what was going on if you watch her interviews, she doesn't even understand what the MCU is, but that's perfectly fine. She's an actor, this is a job. Um but going forward, more people, more diversity is always a great thing, especially in these, you know, bus office.
0: Well, Thanks. and and uh, I know we we've talked on this show before about the uh, the, the the Marvel series Echo, which is uh, profiling uh, a a character who has a limb difference and then also has uh, uh, hearing loss as well, and and authentic casting has been put into it. You know, so they they are taking those steps which are positive. But that said, they, the the, the uh, film uh, uh, process turns on more and more movies are getting released. Madam Webb just dropped, you know, it doesn't seem like there's any end in sight or, or slowing down of the development of Marvel properties. How much longer do you think this genre can sustain itself and be still popular, be a money maker for the studios?
1: The third thing about Madame Webb is that, since I last checked, it's 14 percent on Rotten Tomatoes, making it the worst MCU movie yet. Um and there's not really much more to say about that. It's just that is also part of the problem too because Madam Webb is also a movie featuring women and that's great, but it's also reaching a saturation point. Because of the, what they did is they thought, Okay, we had the male adventures. Now we'll do the female adventures. And we we'll start shoo who and everything in that direction. But uh that's very it's I can honestly say that, you know, we haven't had anything like this in entertainment history. There's no—there's no behemoth that is 32 movies long and 32 TV shows long. The, the DCU doesn't even come close. Um, and on top of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, it's starting to build a Spider-Man Cinematic Universe. As like, OK, can we just—can we just—can I just go back to my independent movies and I'll go back to my, my French cooking shows? Or whatever it is.
0: Well, at the end of the day, this is a uh, film review, so would you recommend the Marvels to somebody?
1: I wouldn't recommend the Marvels, but I would recommend Captain Marvel to start as your entry point. I think what's interesting about the MCU is you can have many different entry points at many different times. So, obviously, you could start right at the very beginning, but that's going to be intimidating for anybody. So, I think with Captain Marvel— It was hilarious. I just loved Captain Marvel. I just um, love—I love the jokes that that Brie Larson has with Samuel Jackson, And I love that cat that eats things and does more of that cat. So, if you like the cat, you can watch the Marvels. But really, you have to get in somewhere. You have to get into the gate. The Marvels is not a gate. It's not an entry point. It's a point where it's established that you should have some knowledge. And I think Captain Marvel could at least give you some of that knowledge of that whole thing. I also recommend Wonder Vision. I think Wonder Vision is just a wonderful uh stand up of television shows. And it shows that there could still be some some creativity in MC. But then when you get to the Marvels it's kind of like it's a little bit watered down when it's sort of like a generic film. And so in a way it's kind of forgettable. But If you're already interested in the MCU, then you would like it. If you're not, then you wouldn't like it.
0: Fair enough. Michael, thank you so much for, for this review and doing some homework on the MCU. I really appreciate
1: it. Have yourself a wonderful day. And I guess I'll probably be seeing you when we do a sister Marvel film.
0: <laughs> Sounds good. That is Michael McNeely, entertainment critic, who has joined his studio with his intervener, Jillian. The Marvels is available to stream on Disney+. Plus. It is rated PG. Coming up after the break, would you consider interacting with a chatbot as a friend or romantic partner? Elizabeth Moeller posts this question. To the round table. You're watching now with Dave Brown on AMI. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern Time on AMI TV.